Hey everyone, welcome to Entrepreneurship by Design with Dr. C. I'm your host, Dr. Caroline, and thank you so much for joining us today. Entrepreneurship looks different for everyone. How and why we start our business, challenges that occur, pivots we have to make, success we achieve, all while life is happening. That's why I love sharing these inspiring entrepreneurs with you and shed light that there is enough room for everyone to succeed and thrive, even if you're in the same industry. I'm so honored today because I have Fallon Lopez with me and she is a nurse wellness coach and not just a coach, but she's also a nurse too. Um, but we're going to get into her journey today and I'm just so grateful that she is here. So Fallon, can you please introduce yourself? Thank you so much, Dr. Caroline, for having me on. I feel like I'm talking to one of my girlfriends, um, so I really appreciate you for just asking me to come on and share. Yes, so my name is Fallon Lopez. I'm a registered nurse, certified health and wellness coach, personal trainer, and I'm also the CEO of Are You Well? I empower nurses to take back their health, find their voice again, and prevent burnout with my holistic healing strategies. We focus on fitness, nutrition, and mental wellness to create this holistic program to help nurses just really heal from the inside out. Yeah. Uh such a mouthful, but so many amazing things that you are up to. And that's exactly why I wanted you on today, because really talking about burnout, the mind-body connection, just our health on a whole a holistic scale as well, not just one part of it. And that's what I think you fully embody and encompass from every post that you've ever put out there, all the clients and that you've worked with as well. So I'm curious, what got you into coaching from being a nurse? I mean, you're still a nurse, amazing nurse, but what has been that journey for you? So people that are listening that might not really know or have ever experienced it, but would really need your services and just your journey. Yeah, so I got burnt out. Uh, before before even COVID happened and, you know, burnout and mental health were becoming these trending topics. I got burnt out in my nursing career, probably around 2019, 2018, maybe like six, seven years into my career. Um, and for me, doing my own thing, starting my business, becoming a coach was a way out to escape nursing rather than, you know, me trying to go back and figure out, okay, why am I burnt out? What are the symptoms of burnout? Well, first of all, I didn't even know I was burnt out. I just thought I was fed up with nursing. I felt powerless. I felt like I couldn't help my patients. I felt like I didn't have a voice. I felt very like just unheard. Um, and so that just got me fed up. And in that process of trying to leave nursing, I went through this holistic healing journey everything that I wanted for my patients. It started off with me trying to help the patients stay out of the hospital. I wanted them to learn how to eat healthier and work out and take care of their themselves better. You know, just the normal healthy things, you know, that we know about eating healthy and working out, right? Those are the things. Um, but it wasn't until I went on my wellness journey, my health and healing journey, was I then able to really just see clearly like, hey, Valley, you were actually burnt out. This is actually something that you were going through um, in the process of leaving nursing. I So that was really like the turning point. Um, so for me, just figuring out, okay, I'm burnt out. Okay, what do I do now? So I got into therapy. I started to change my surroundings. I started to work on my confidence and communication skills a lot better as well. Um, and then during COVID, when COVID happened, um, I could see that a lot of my colleagues 
needed something more. They were feeling, I could see the same symptoms I was having. I was feeling powerless. I was feeling like I'm just the nurse. I really can't do much here. And I could see nurses like starting to want to leave nursing altogether, like wanting to give up their passion for nursing altogether. And we work so hard to be here. And there's a reason why people get into this field. It's not just, oh, you wake up one day and you're like, oh, I want to be a nurse. No, there is a reason why you want to help people. So once I started to see my colleagues going downhill, it was like this shift, like, okay, from the patients, I can even more help more patients by helping nurses become healthy, helping nurses heal from the inside out because, and then in turn, nurses can then impact more patients. Once they start to do the work for themselves, then they can spread to their families, to their communities and to the patients. And in return, nurses can change the whole world. (laughs) Yes, simple as that, right? No, but like, I really love that you drove home the fact that like you had experienced it and you didn't want other people to suffer and you saw the signs so clearly because you had already experienced it of burnout. But I really just admire the fact that like you were able to see if I help these nurses, I'm not only helping my patients, but I'm helping their patients and their life and like paying it forward essentially and the domino effect of really being able to have that voice that you didn't feel like you had before and having that power within. And I'm like a huge advocate of like healing from the inside out. Um, Mm. I'm not a nurse myself, but (laughs) I do believe that it really starts from within. And I'm curious with your burnout, what were some of the maybe physical symptoms if you had any or any mental um, symptoms as well, like any fatigue or anything like that? Um, so people can start looking for those signs if they are experiencing it. Yeah, definitely. Um, so for me, it was definitely the powerlessness, feeling like it was very hard to make decisions when it came to my patient's care or just to to life period in even my work and even in my my relationships, decisions at home, I was just kind of the person that had no boundaries. So I, through my healing process and the process of becoming an entrepreneur and helping other nurses, I had to do the work, right? And so I learned through some personal developments, um, boundaries are super important. (laughs) Boundaries are like what protects you. And I didn't have boundaries. I Mm -hmm. found out that I had those open boundaries, those porous boundaries. I let anyone in, I let anything happen. And that in result just had me going here and there and saying yes and not ever saying no and very hard to make decisions on my own. It was, and I wasn't very confident if I had to make a decision. I was kind of like, whatever, you know, whatever goes, goes, you know, I was just kind of like the life of the party, but I didn't have my own life. It was very hard for me to uh, just be alone um, because I was, I wouldn't necessarily say it was burnt out, but having no boundaries led to the burnout. You know what I mean? Not being able to communicate clearly, advocate for myself, that led to the burnout. Um, So not speaking up, like, if something was bothering me, I'd rather just sweep it under the rug and just not talk about it and let things build until I was resentful, until I was just pissed off, and then I would explode or something. Um, and so that led to very shallow relationships. I didn't have very good, deep, meaningful relationships with uh, my significant others, romantic relationships with friends. Um, and I would do a lot of ruminating, just like thinking the same things over and over again thoughts and just 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 beating myself up a lot and these really led to this overall burnt out so I don't know if that answered your question 
Um, but these were some things that led to my burnout. But the actual burnout was just inability to just make decisions and feeling powerless, feeling like I didn't have a voice and just feeling like I wanted to give up nursing altogether. The thing that I loved, the thing that I was so passionate about, I just didn't have interest in it anymore. I was like, who cares? Like, I'm not helping anyone anyways, you know, so... No, and you definitely answered the question when it comes to like burnout, because it is those factors that are leading up to the burnout, because we don't always identify, oh, this is burnout. Um, But it's the things that are happening that lead to it. Like I know I was the same way. I had no idea I was burnt out until like I hit burnout, like all the symptoms that were leading up to that, like the fatigue or the decision making, being able to like have your own life and not pleasing others or things like that. And I feel like when we're able to stand in our power and ask for what we need, everything shifts and you are absolutely right it is all about boundaries and communication because that goes hand in hand when we are able to set that boundary and communicate effectively then we're getting our needs met even if we're not getting our needs met at least we have said what our needs are and then we make a decision based off of that but I really just again want to drive home the fact that like boundaries are so important but it's also understanding what burnout can be and counteracting that before it becomes a problem And I'm curious because I know for myself and a lot of other people that I've spoken with, when it comes to burnout, there's a cycle of burnout. It starts and then it just like completely gets huge and you're like, I can't even deal with this beast. But sometimes it's a little bit quicker to catch that burnout because I know for me, like when I start to feel something, I'm like, okay, this is going to lead to burnout. So -hmm. now it's faster to pick up on it. Would you say like, what is your experience with burnout now that you've like, overcome a lot of it um where are you at with it now no I think that's totally true I mean just going back to what you said there are factors that lead to burnout and the great thing is like okay yes I hit that rock bottom but now I came back now I have the tools now I have those those signs those symptoms or whatever that I can identify now and just like okay hit the pause or you know, just stop whatever it is and, you know, come back to plan to the, to the, to the plans, like get some new plans to the, to the table. So um, I think for me now being an entrepreneur and working full-time, I definitely have to take extra care. I have really just had this mindset, like I need to take extra care of myself also because I'm also in the healing process of from my past traumas, from my past childhood past experiences. So because of those, knowing what I have fully on my plate, I'm like, okay, I can't go too hard. And it's tempting because you see on social media, you see what other people are doing, you see everybody else going for their goals and you're like, okay, I should be going, I should be doing, I should be, but I have to really step back and okay, but I can't. I've, I've done that and what happened? So it's really just being honest with myself identifying, like you said, those symptoms, those signs, Mm -hmm. and um, just showing myself a lot of grace. And I think once I start to get really tired and things feel repetitive and things start to annoy me and I start to get like um, really annoyed um, and feeling lonely, I'm like, okay, something's going on. These are some signs. If you're feeling like you want to turn to food to help your loneliness, you want to go out all night and drink all night and party all night like you did before to that is a sign something's going on sis like you need to reevaluate those things didn't help you in the past you know 
how can we reevaluate and find something else that's, you know, what, what truly are you feeling? And I've experienced it already like this year. <laughs> like, I want to go take my problems away. Like, <laughs> no, absolutely. Like, and I, too, it goes back to like understanding ourselves, right? Like that self-awareness piece and like really taking care of ourselves. And I know you're such a huge advocate of self-love and just, but it's not even just self-love. It's the habits you do on a daily basis. And I think you show that so well, especially on your Instagram. I'm, I like love her reels, everyone. If you haven't checked them out, the link will be below. But um, just the energy you have around like making food and just exercising. What are some of the like key elements that have really helped you like maintain your habits? Yeah, so it's so true about the, yes, the self-love. It's good. It's great. You know, the self-care, you know, you hear all the, the bubble baths, the soft socks, the, all of the good things. Those are great, but you, you're barely touching the surfaces. Like, let's get deeper. Let's, let's really learn how to take that self-care. Like, how are you really caring for yourself every day? And that ne doesn't necessarily mean just being, you know, like, oh, I could do whatever I want. I could just, whatever I want. If I want to just binge, you know, that's self-care. If I want to just binge TV and just stay on my phone all night and just, you know, whatever it is, I, that's self-care. People like, I've, I don't know if you've heard this, but like that they're deeming everything self-care, whatever feels good at the moment. But honestly, it's self-care is doing what you know is going to benefit you in the long run, in the present, well, overall, what is going to benefit you, your, your mental, your body, your soul, like all of these aspects, like, is this really being gracious with myself? Am I really being kind with myself? If I stay up late scrolling all day mindlessly, is this really going to help me in the morning? Being honest with yourself, like being very truthful. Okay. But how am I going to feel in the morning after this long night out? Like, and how many drinks that I have like is this really going to benefit me and so for me it's just practicing that self-awareness putting it into practice showing myself grace but being also like really truthful with myself but you know the way you talk to yourself okay um and then my morning routines like having a morning and nighttime routine are so crucial to me just having that routine gives you that stability it really helps somebody that in the past, I didn't take care of myself. It didn't like taking the extra time to wake up 30 minutes before my shift or before my day started. I, I didn't, I would just run out the, do the door. I didn't even take the extra time to, you know, okay, Fallon, do you have lunch? Do you have some water? Did you have some quiet time? Did you pray today? Did you get your mind right today? For me, because for so long, I did not take care of myself in this way. Like, having those 30 minutes in the morning is like so crucial. It's been a game changer. Even if the first task that I do is just spreading my bed, like fixing my bed, that just makes me have a mental clarity. Like, okay, I accomplished something. One goal down. And you just kind of start your day with the win. You know, you just start your day with the win. So I think morning routines, bedtime routines. And I've heard some people say, like, you get kind of in a rut. Okay, well, if you get into a rut, change something up. But as long as you have these basic foundations, for me, it's like water, worship, and then get in my Bible, in the word, and then work out. So I keep those four. So it's just like, okay, if I switch them around one day, okay, fine. And come back to it the other day, you know, 
and you still find your routine. I think those are really important things to me, I would say. Yes. And too, like when it comes to just what we do in the mornings and evenings, I think is very crucial. And I, I love that you said about the bed, making the bed. I think I saw, um, I don't know if this is the first time I heard it, but it was a Marine was speaking at, I think a college graduation or something along those lines. But he was talking about that very thing of like making the bed in the morning and just how it's like that accomplishment. And it's the small wins. And I think as entrepreneurs, we don't always recognize the small wins, even mm. it has nothing to do with our business, just like our daily routine, which I'm glad you brought up because it is about those small steps that make leaps and bounds. Everyone's like, how did that happen? It didn't happen overnight. And that's exactly what you're alluding to. It's all these little things that you do every single day that get your mind right, that get your mind and body connected with having your glass of water, worship, and then working out and doing those things are really beneficial to you to start that day and I think everybody if we had a routine it doesn't have to be rigid but having those like foundational pieces can do wonders I know I'm very similar in just having like a foundation of like what I do every morning because if you like what you're saying if you run out the door are do you have your lunch pack then you have to go eat out and then maybe it's not as healthy and all these like rabbit holes of that you can get into so I'm curious with how you've been able to transform because is this, well, let me back up for a second. With your routine, when did you start doing that? Has that always been there or has that been a recent shift or the last few years? I'm curious about that. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely been, I haven't always done that. Um, I think, you know, definitely having my career, even when I first started being a nurse, like I did not have a routine. I just got up and ran out the door. Um, but it wasn't until recently I was with a, I, I didn't really know how to start my routine, but I did join this clubhouse um, group. And it was this lady that was talking about um, having your morning routine, making sure you make time to, you know, get quiet, journal, you know, do whatever you need. And she literally broke it down five minutes here, 10 minutes here, 10 minutes here, there, boom, you got a 30 minute routine. Now continue to extend it. Where do you want to spend more time? Do you want to, you know, and so for me, it went from like, you know, five minutes stretching, uh, worship, music, reading my Bible. Okay, workout, 30 minutes, 30 minutes. And so now I have like this whole two hour routine and I'm just like, how did I get here over time? And it yeah. started with a little like five minutes meditation, 10 minute stretch, 10 minute water, you know, or workout or whatever, and then continue growing but it's been over a few years and I was just telling my little brother that too I was like just find what you know works for you and he's like I always want to wake up early I want to wake up and then I don't wake up and I beat myself up and then I just to hell with the day and I'm like it's okay start slow you know give yourself time um and then you know just continue to build um so I think that that's really important. Give yourself time. Start with a little 10 minutes and just uh, keep building. It's the building blocks. That's what it takes. <laughs> yeah. So when it comes to being a nurse wellness coach, because I know you focus mostly or solely on nurses, correct me if I'm wrong, but what was the drive behind not only just helping nurses because of what you were seeing, but to really transform into coaching for you? Yeah, so I do work with different clients. I've worked with other people that are caregivers. Um, but for me, I 
felt like nurses um, are a very important part, like very heavy part of healthcare. And for me, I could see healthcare being just fragmented over time working there, you know, patients come in and out. It's just this cycle and in the hospital, it can feel like nurses don't have a voice. And for me, it was this moment when I just, I was on LinkedIn. <laughs> I was on LinkedIn. I met this wonderful speaker, the first nurse on TEDx. And she shared this amazing, Rebecca Love, I'll never forget it. She made, shared this amazing talk about nurses being innovators. The things that we were given in school and then the real life application makes us just like uniquely positioned to reach our communities, to reach the world, to change healthcare because of this holistic approach that we already have. We've been given, we have this position. And so when I heard her talking about nurses in such a way, I never thought nurses could be innovators, could be entrepreneurs, could be leaders in such a way. I was just like thrown, thrown for a loop. I was like, I need to know her. And so I got on YouTube, searched her up. I joined her community, Santiel, the Society of Nurse Entrepreneurs, Leaders, Innovators. I joined the community and now I'm a part of this wonderful community. Like I said, I had to change my community. I had to start showing up. I started had to, you know, doing things. You know, I couldn't just be like, oh, you know, this sucks about this, this and all of this. I hate this, the pay, this and this and that. These are all valid, but let's come with solutions. Let's be the innovators. Let's be the leaders that I know we can be because I've done it. I'm not perfect. I'm not just like out here, you know, changing things at my hospital drastically, but I'm a, a totally different person than I, than I was before. And I want that for all nurses. Anybody that's feeling like, why did I get into nursing? How did I get here? I'm not even helping people. Like, I'm just a paper pusher. I'm just a pill pusher. No, sis, you're more than that. You have a unique position. Let's use our skills to the, to the utmost. But first, we have to take care of ourselves. First, we have to come back to those foundations of self-care, the nutrition, the fitness, the mental wellness. That's how we build our basic, basic building blocks. That's how we start building. That's how we start growing. That's how we find the clarity that we need to really see, okay, where, where is my strategy? Where can I move forward? How can I impact? So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's about the impact. It's about being able to be a trails, trailblazer of yes. it all. And that's what you're doing for other nurses. And that's why I think it's really imperative to be talking about this stuff because one, I mean, mental, physical wellness for me is huge as well and emotional and being able to hear it from a different perspective as well of how much it's needed and how much nurses do. I think nurses are incredible, especially like what happened through COVID. I mean, it's still kind of happening, but more so like the last two years of like what everybody went through and just hearing stories from other friends that I know that are nurses and it's incredible what you have all been able to do and overcome based off of everything that's been pushed your way, but being able to have this coaching program that you do have and the community that you've built, what have you found since starting your coaching business till now of just the people that you've been able to impact? Yeah, I think number one, nurses, they, they want to do more. They want to be heard more. They want to be seen. Um, but they know they're burnt out. They know like, okay, they feel voiceless, definitely. Um, mm -hmm. 
So there is a need. And the thing that I'm learning is that nurses are tapping into holistic care more. They're tapping into wellness. They want to learn more about this mind, body, and soul connection that we weren't taught in nursing school. We were shown the diagnosis, how to treat, how to take care, you know, a few things around like mental health. Um, but now it's like, okay, what can I really do to help my patients? How am I going to really make an impact in my community if I keep seeing these repeat patients, if I keep seeing these same, you know, um, um, populations, these same communities coming in with the same issues? What is being done? Where are the, the health? How can we create health equity? You know, those type of things. Nurses are getting really involved because it's, it's, it's definitely a huge project. We can't do it alone. It can't just be one nurse out here trying to spread this message. Collectively, we have to come together. We have to be unified. And it can be hard in this, like, healthcare, you know, everything the way it is with the recent trial with uh, Rhonda Vaught. I don't even know if you know about that, but there was this, this nurse that got actually convicted for uh, even just, she, oh, she made a medication error and somebody lost their life because of that. And so nurses are scared now about like telling the truth because she owned up to it. She said, look, this was a mistake, you know, but it, it wasn't me alone. It was a system. Like I don't work alone. Like how am I the only one getting all of this backlash? And so it's just like so many things happening. Nurses, you know, they feel just very like, okay, where can I make an impact? If this is happening, you know, pay my pay y'all talking about my money now like y'all gonna convict me if I tell the truth like it's a lot of things that nurses go through and it's it can it can be easy to get caught up in that and just stay there and just okay but how can I level up and I feel like with the right community the right support around you you know you can see the bigger picture so I found like you know nurses definitely with the right support with the right community um and just they're they're able to get out of that just like okay I'm just gonna complain I'm not gonna really like do much I'm not gonna show up to the meetings I'm just gonna complain and clock out you know like let's elevate let's level up y'all let's let's really own it and be those nurse leaders nurse wellness leaders that's really what I call my nurses I, I agree with that <laughs> and you know it does take a community I was just talking to somebody about this the other day and it, it really is about the environment we're surrounded in if you're around people that are constantly complaining too, but you don't have that game changer in that community or that trailblazer that is going to use their voice and you learn to use your voice and now look at what you've accomplished and will continue to. And it's being able to voice that and other people to know that it's okay to speak up. Mm. And sometimes people are afraid to speak up because they might get backlash or it might be ridiculed or retaliation or whatever it may be. But it's really understanding, too, the bigger picture, like what you're saying, and the vision of being able to help the patients, but also help themselves, too. Because it's just the whole point of self-care, self-love, is to really be able to feel full, like feeling being able to stand in your power, mm -hmm. do what you need to do, take care of yourself, so that entire overflow goes to everybody else. But if you're depleted, you're not going to be able to. That's where the burnout comes. Like, I'm sure I don't want to speak for you, but like with... I know when my cup was empty, it was always empty at the end of the day, being a former therapist. But it's that like healthcare aspect of really pouring into other people, but really being able to pour into ourselves first and foremost. How do you feel with everything that you've experienced thus far on your journey 
of entrepreneurship has been the most rewarding for you? Well, yeah, I know. Right. Give me a second. I think overall, like just coming into this thinking like, oh, I'm going to help the patients. I'm going to do so much for the community. I'm going to do, I'm going to do. Somehow I like flipped the script. I like turned the tables on me and now I'm like killing myself, but still like, okay, like you said, having that, that reserve, that overflow, I'm still have capable of having that overflow and still being able to impact, still being able to make a difference and grow in my entrepreneurship. And for the longest, I thought I had to pick, I had to choose, like it has to be, you know, either my job, I have to give everything I have. That's a good Christian. That's a good wife. That's a good person. Overall, they have to give, they have to do, they have to prove themselves. And then through this whole thing, like it's been flipped. It's like, look, like you got to take care of yourself. You got to do your own healing, the health and healing you want for yourself. For, for others, you have to do it for yourself. And in that realization, it's just become even more like a beautiful process. And I've become even more impactful, even more confident to speak up. And I did want to just go back to your point about like, you know, not being able to speak up and, you know, things like that. And if you're feeling that way, you know, it comes back to going, going to your overflow, coming from that place of overflow, doing the things you need to every day, the baby steps, like we've been saying, the building blocks and just practicing to speaking up, like, cause I, I got so not used to speaking up. Like, um, I, I would even shy away in meetings. So for me, a way that I could practice to speak up, I just want to share this. Cause it was, yeah, please. it was just really good when somebody, uh, I was listening to somebody talk about how women, we kind of just, even in healthcare, we kind of just, if the doctor's standing up or at the front of the room, we kind of come to the back. We kind of just sit in the back. And she was like, why not? Why are you trying to hide yourself at work? How about you just practice? Even if you don't have a super intelligent question, go sit at the front. It's okay to sit at the front. Don't shrink yourself and ask questions. If you don't know something, it's okay to not know anything. And I used to be like, I don't want to sound stupid. I don't want to ask a question and be so shy. She was like, why are you shrinking yourself? ask questions, speak up, sit in the front of the room, you know, wear your best scrub or jacket or whatever, you know, don't just do it for them, do it for yourself. So I just loved that advice um, from a career coach and that she shared with me about, you know, not shrinking yourself in the workplace and practicing using your voice. I just loved it. Well, I'm glad you shared that because I do think a lot of times in other careers as well and fields that women in particular Um, dim their own lights or if there is another powerful woman in the room they might dim their light a little bit more because the other person's speaking or they don't want to sound like okay well that was a silly question and I think that's the best advice that person gave you as well because it's true it's those baby steps of practicing like when I first had to set boundaries which I was not a boundary setter before that's why I'm a huge advocate now but being able to practice in the mirror if I wasn't comfortable saying it to the person right away, and it kind of goes back to your point of what you're saying, like moving to the front of the room, sitting at that table, you have a spot at that table. If you don't, you make a spot for that at that table. And that's exactly what you do. You have to, if you want to move ahead, if you want to hear your voice to be heard, it's taking action. Because the more we can, we can talk about it all we want, 
But if there's no action behind it, nothing's going to happen. Just like with our health, if we're not taking those steps of drinking enough water, eating healthy, working out, it's a full holistic aspect. So I'm curious for you, um, before we get into the rapid fire questions, um, what has been outside of just your morning and evening routine, what has really, if there's like a moment that you were like an aha moment of like things need to change, like for your health overall, mm-hmm. was there a moment? There's been several. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's a really good point because people think it's one time, but mm-hmm. if there's like little moments, if you want to share just like a few. Yeah, I think overall, like my relationship with food Um, I realized that I grew up in like a very diet culture, you know, like my mom would be like, you know, you got to clean your plates, you know, everything, you can't leave the table, you have to eat everything, you know, there are poor people that are starving, you know, I'm Latina, so she brought up where we're from, she'd be like, there's poor people in Nicaragua that don't eat, that's where we're from. And she's like, you better clean your plate. And so I got used to very like stuffing my face every time I could, like eating this whole food. And then I would see her, my mom, God bless her soul. I love her. She's still with us. I'm sorry. I don't know why I said it like that. She, she's still with us, but um, just mom, she tried, you know, she would, you know, try to live this life of like um, restriction. Oh, I can't eat bread. I can't eat candy. Like, you know, I have to restrict myself. And so she would have this love hate relationship with food, in which I internalized as well. And I didn't really understand that. And so for me, I just had this like time where I just labeled a lot of foods good, a lot of foods bad, and like really beating up on myself if I had like too much chips. And that's my weakness, y'all. Like a big, huge weakness. I love chips, okay? I'm not a sweets person, but chips is my thing. I could snack all day. And so I would, you know, beat myself up over choices that I made. And so now moving forward, having this better relationship with food, understanding food is my fuel. It's not my device or my vice or whatever. I don't need it to like keep me busy. Um, I'm still working through it because I do think about food a lot. I like to eat. <laughs> food is fuel. Yeah. Yes. And it's a way to socialize. You know, these are, these are real, real life things. And we, you know, having a better relationship with it, not looking at it like, oh, it's a bad, like it's gonna, it's gonna ruin me. It's gonna make me fat. You know, like maybe this isn't the right choice for me what do I want instead? What do I want to feel instead? I, well, I want to feel energized. I want to feel happy. I, I don't want the itis or the food comas, you know, like I want to have energy. So what am I going to choose? I'm going to choose better choices. I don't want to, you know, so having that better relationship, like, okay, I see you bread. I see you chips over there, but you know what? We breaking up because I'm <laughs> over here now. I got a healthy relationship with my food, you know? And I think also one more thing I'll say, um, understanding me as like, I'm an extrovert versus an introvert, like doing like more like better understanding of myself and knowing that I need social, social health. That's really important to me. I'm single. Well, I like to say solo. I'm solo. I don't know if you've heard that guy. He he says he's solo. There's this guy that says, I'm not single, I'm solo. Um, he's got this whole movement going on. Um, he's, I like I it. Remember, <laughs> I can't remember his name. I like that, but I didn't like a lot of other things. But, you know, so I'm solo out here. Um, so 
there can be days where I'm just like work, work, work. And I'm very like to myself, but then I have to realize, okay, I'm extroverted. I need some people time, whether that be like just going to the park, meeting with friends, really being intentional about my social health, even though sometimes, and I'm like, I'm, I'm lonely. So should I just, you know, do I want to call somebody up? Like, do I, or do I want to go eat ice cream? You know, like being really honest, I don't know. You want to call your friend. It's okay. You know? So I think that was another huge shift for my health for sure. I'm glad you brought up social health because I don't think that's talked about enough either um, because people usually just talk about physical, mental, emotional, or financial, but social is really important, especially if you're an extrovert, introvert, and people are like, well, I don't really, like, I'm very shy or quiet. That doesn't mean you're an introvert. Um, it's like the energy that we get from people or needing to be away from people because I'm an extrovert, introvert. Um, but I do think that touching on that, it really drives home the fact that of having community, going back to like what you were saying earlier as well, like having that environment that's positive and knowing like if people are draining you or uplifting you or empowering you. So I think that is important. So I'm really, really glad you brought that in. Yeah, it's, it's, it's such a self-awareness thing. And I'll say this really quick, um, just being really self-aware. And like you said, hey, whether or not you're like, oh, I'm shy or this or that, like not putting too strict labels on yourself because I also, I recognize myself as an extrovert, but I know now that I need my alone time. I need that time to recharge and it's okay. And sometimes I can get in that recharge mode and I'm just like to myself, but I have to be realistic. Like I need my people time. I'm a people person. So it's okay. You know, just being really self-aware, being honest and choosing those right people. I think that has made a world of a difference. And not necessarily like cutting people off, learning what you need to learn, like whether it's communication, whether it's like being authentic, more authentic, speaking up for yourself in relationships. And then like, okay, boundaries are up. They're not accepted here. You know, kind of like not completely cutting off people, I would say, but you know, okay, yes, I can't, I can't give myself here. You're not going to fill me up the way I want to here. So, okay, we can be cordial. I could say hello, but where are my other people? Finding my community and being that community for others, really learning how to be those, that authentic, you know, open, loving self for people. The, the relationships you want, you have to do the work on this end as well, too. So. It's a two-way street. Two-way street. Exactly. <laughs> So Fallon, are you ready for my okay. rapid yeah. fire question? <laughs> we can go on, but I know I love it. <laughs> it's always such good energy. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um, so my first question is, who is your hero? <sighs> Realistically, oh my gosh, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> my grandma, oh my gosh, this lady is freaking amazing. She had eleven kids, adopted two. She is a badass woman. She lost her husband a couple years ago. She's still kicking. She's still fighting. She is set in her ways, but she's so kind. She's so strong. She's a prayer warrior. And she just, uh, I saw a picture of her the other day. And it just like, just made me so happy just to see my grandma, just to know we started from these humble beginnings. And this lady is still like, okay, like I'm here. What's up? You know, like. <laughs> Grandmas are the best, but it sounds like she is an incredible woman and has helped mold who you are today as well. Definitely. Because of her example. 
Yes. Always leading by example. See, now you're leading. <laughs> um, I wouldn't be here. I'm sorry. <laughs> I wouldn't be here without her. So man, grandma is a badass. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so what motivates you to work hard, but also like work smart and just really like motivates you and drives you every day? Just, um, being a role model, being and making being making an impact, just being honest about that. Like I want to be part of a change. I want to be a role model. I want to be a leader. You already are. <laughs> I know. Right? Say it. Own it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so if you were a superhero, what would be your power or powers? Oh, that's good. <laughs> I would have speed, so I could just go. <laughs> I already had a little bit of speed. Like I do a lot, but I want to be like super fast. I could get to work, get to go see my family, go here, go there, you know, like. It's like teleporting, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. Is that another one? Yeah. But I want to be able to feel that the breeze. Ah, okay, okay. So I take back the teleporting. It is full on speed. <laughs> do you have a preference of speed? Like lightning fast? Okay. I'm there, but I feel a little breeze. <laughs> As long as you get the breeze, we're good. <laughs> so oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so if you could share a meal with any four individuals, living or dead, who would they be? Oh my gosh, that's a good one. Hmm. Definitely the first nurse on the TED Talk. Um, what was her name? I forgot. Rebecca Love. Rebecca Love. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rebecca I think I remember you saying it. It was a unique name. Rebecca Love. Um, then, um, oh my gosh, probably my pastor, Stephen Furtick from Elevation Church. He's amazing. He's hilarious. Um, oh, Anita Phillips. She is this Christian psychologist and she changes like the game when it comes to spiritual life and psychology. And she challenges a lot of like spiritual subjects. So Rebecca, <laughs> Stephen Furtick. Um, <laughs> Anita Phillips and Sarah Jakes Roberts. She is an amazing preacher, influencer, um, just mental health advocate. She's amazing. She keeps it real. Okay, is that four? Do I do that? Uh, that is four, and I feel like that will be a very compacted, lighthearted, faithful Full of energy, <laughs> energy, energy, energy. I'm like, there's a lot. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, that sounds like it would be a really fun meal <laughs> for you. <laughs> um, so if you, when you look at your life so far, what has been the most daring thing that you've ever done? Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. So it's a few. So I do solo trips. I go traveling alone. Um, so I've been to Colorado. I think I was telling you that I was in Boulder alone by myself. Then I recently did a road trip. It's not like super, but it, you know, a, no, it was a big deal <laughs> for me. I, I don't, I went out for my birthday alone. I did a whole solo trip by myself, planned everything by myself, did all the activities. I was gone for like three or four days and I was so perfectly content with myself. And yeah, that was so, so daring. I made friends, I, you know, found events and it was a really good time. Oh, yeah, it was great. And then I climbed a volcano in Nicaragua once. Oh, my, like my body just like shook. 
<laughs> I was like, whoa. Like, where, how did that go? Like, what? Where did that come from? Yeah, there's this volcano island in Nicaragua. Um, and it has two volcanoes. One is active, but one is not active anymore. And I did that back in 2016. Yeah. Wow. That was fun. You've been very daring, but I love the trips too. Like being able to take a solo trip. I think it's something people should always like try to do at least once in their life because it's so empowering. Like it truly is and daring. <laughs> yeah. I hear people like people, my friends, family, they're like, oh my God, you did that. And I'm like, on this end, like, that's pretty, like, that's daring. It's okay. Like it's acceptable. And then on this end with my family and stuff, they're like, oh my God, who are you? <laughs> Don't get kidnapped. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. okay. okay. <laughs> well, I'm glad you were safe and it was amazing. <laughs> so what is the phone app that you use the most? Oh my gosh. Do I need to go look? Probably Instagram. Not gonna lie. Instagram. I love Instagram. And then, yeah, probably Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You know, I mean, Instagram, a lot of people are always on Instagram. I mean, that's how I I'm actually it. trying to do a fast right now, like for the weekend. So <laughs> go you. Let me know how it goes. <laughs> yeah. Um, it'll give us all hope. <laughs> So what is the last book that you've read? Ooh, I'm reading, I'm still reading. I'm reading a few, um, but right now I'm reading Single and Secure by John, by uh, Wilkerson Jr., Wiley Wilkerson Jr., something like that. Mm-hmm. And then I'm also reading Your Brain on Food by Uma Nadu. That's really good. Oh, yeah. She's I just psych- heard about that. Yeah, she's a psychologist and a nutritionist, and she's like talking about the whole gut brain connection and how food affects our mental health, and really going into the mental health dis- illnesses um, and how exactly that affects and things like that. Yeah, those are the two that I'm reading right now. I can't. Are- yeah, I'm probably auto audio, audio listening to some audibles too. Yeah. <laughs> It makes it easier, I think, too, like when you're like listening and you could be walking or working out or doing other things. Oh, my gosh. Yes. (laughs) Multitasking. If somebody was to look at your life and make a movie about it, who would play you? Ooh, (laughs) that's a good one. Oh, my gosh. I want to say Jane the Virgin. Do you you remember What's her name? I forgot her name, America, but I love Something. America? I, it was. She, there's America. They look like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nina Rodriguez. I think that's her name. Oh, um, Gina. Something like that. Nina Rodriguez. I, but the one from Jane the Virgin. <laughs> she's hilarious. She, I could see that. She's, she's a great hilarious. actress. I'm looking it up. I'm sorry. Gina Rodriguez. It was her. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> well, that would be an amazing movie. Lots of humor, <laughs> lots of energy. I feel like I see it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so w- we, I know we've been talking about food, but what is your favorite family recipe if you have one? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So my mom makes amazing tortillas, but it's not regular tortillas, you know, tor- tortillas that are flat. The way they make them in Nicaragua is like they're kind of like bread. They're like crispy. It's just, it's a simple recipe too. And it's like a breakfast staple. And it's like just flour, salt, 
little sugar, baking powder, water, and then it just, I guess the baking soda, baking soda makes it. And then they put coconut milk in it too, a little bit of coconut milk just for flavor. And then you just, and it becomes like this little bread and it's crispy on the outside. And then I think gallo pinto is really good too. Like, oh my gosh, the way they make it. That's beans and rice. I'm sorry, I'm talking to you like <laughs> It's all good. It's all good. But I, I mean, I know what it is, but other people okay, okay. That, that might not know. Yes. Beans and rice with a little coconut milk up in there. And they even put cloves. Have you tried cloves? Uh, not in that. No. But you know how cloves are so bitter. Like, yeah, yeah like you'll randomly find it like in some breads um, that we make, oh. but not in the gallo pinto. They put black pepper, really heavy black pepper. That's what they do. It'll be like those little black balls of got, uh, black oh. pepper. <laughs> You'll be like, hey, <laughs> choking. Yeah, yeah, that's what I felt. <laughs> but I'm sure it tastes delicious. So good. <laughs> um, so if you had to describe yourself as an animal, personality-wise, what animal would it be? Oh, man, that's a good one. Because I really don't know. No? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I can be categorized, categorized as an animal. <laughs> you know, I, I feel sure. like <laughs> I like the originality of the answer. <laughs> so we're going to keep that in. Okay. The next question is what's one thing that can instantly make your day better or just you like can feel the difference? Oh, yeah. Like, if I like if I turn on music and I'm just like I it can shift my whole mood like I come in and I'm just like feeling down usually it's like if I'm feeling down or something I check in with like am, am I hydrated did I eat enough because <laughs> sometimes it can be like that um I get so busy and I come home and I haven't you know it's time to eat it's dinner time but then if I play music and it just anything like I can listen, um, my, I have such a variety. I'm from worship to reggaeton to Afro, <laughs> Afro beats. I jam, I love to jam. Yes. So music is healing, like anything. I'll turn that on and get the dancing. And I just, yeah, my <laughs> mood is off. <laughs> my mood is shifted for sure. That's what matters, but. The next question is, what's your favorite way to spend a day off? So when you don't have clients and you're not working at the hospital, what do you like to do? I'm probably in the park with my dog, Sky. We're taking a picnic. We're getting lost somewhere in a park. And I'll bring my blanket and snacks and a book. And that's it. Sounds like a perfect day. <laughs> oh, my gosh, yes. And my last question of these is, what is something an outsider wouldn't know about your industry? Mm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Industry as in nurses or coaching or? I mean, you could do both if you would like. <laughs> oh, okay. So nursing. It's more than just, nurses are more than just like the people that bring you your medicine. Like we're literally coordinating everything that happens throughout your day. Like we're coordinating when the doctor comes in, when they do the orders, like we're the actual coordinator. We let the dietitian come, the physical therapist. We know everything about you, literally. You, when you poop, when you pee, when you sneeze, we know everything about our patients. And we absolutely love every single one. 
<sighs> I love being here. <laughs> well, and that's the thing too, right? Like, I think a lot of people don't know that of all the coordination that goes into hand, unless you've like been near a nurse or like, and you don't even get the full picture of everything that a nurse does. And so for coaching in particular for nurse wellness coach, what is something that somebody wouldn't know about that industry? Oh yeah. Um, just being the entrepreneur isn't linear. Like just because somebody does it this way, somebody shows up this way, whatever, it doesn't mean that it's going to work for you or that's how you have to do it. Um, you being a coach, being helping the way that you are, you have to be open to finding what works for you and being a, being okay with failing, being okay with making mistakes. That's how you learn. I think for me, the longest time I was like, I have to produce, I have to, it has to be big. It's like, it's not always, that's not always the return. It's not always the payback. Like you have to really go back to your why. What is the why behind it? I'm so glad we're ending on that because I'm like, the why is everything of everything we do. And like when business isn't going the way we wanted to, it goes back to the why, why we're doing everything, why you are a nurse, why you are a nurse wellness coach. But before I let you go, one last question. Okay. Where can everyone find you? How can they hire you? We will put everything below, but please let us know. Yes. Clearly, I spend way too much time on Instagram. <laughs> so I'm on Instagram, Fallon Wellness underscore RN. I'm also on Facebook. I have a Facebook group for nurses. I go live in there. I share recipes. I bring on my guests. Um, and then that the name of that is the Nurse Wellness Community. That's on Facebook. Um, I'm also on LinkedIn. I also have a podcast called the You Glow Nurse Podcast. So it's all about these tools that we, you know, to build our basic foundations so that we prevent burnout and find our voice again through the process. So I'm telling nurses to go, girl, you glow nurse, glow through it, whatever you're going through. Um, and then, yeah, I'm still, I'm working on my um, website coming up soon, but it's uh, areyouwell.com. So R y o u well.com so once that's up but you can go ahead and share it um, for sure but yeah those are a few places oh i'm also on youtube <laughs> i got a youtube channel as well um that is under the you glow nurse youtube channel you glow nurse yeah well everybody needs <laughs> to follow fallon and being able to really just understand to the depth of how important it is to take care of ourselves i know it's a huge advocate myself but also for Fallon and being able to just really understand how to take care of ourselves the tools strategies and the amazing coaching program she has as well so make sure to follow her and let us know below comment and tell us what was the biggest takeaway from today's episode that you loved or that you're going to take with you moving forward and we will see you on the next video <laughs>